Trust me, I weighed heavy over but to preach on the last Sunday. Of course, it's Pentecost. I love, one of the things I love about the Methodist Church is we celebrate, I call them the high holidays or all these uh, special days. Uh, but just real quick, kind of key off something Gail said there, is Tammy is my ace in the hole. Y'all tolerate me, but I, you know, I think I get to stay long at appointments because, well, you know, we lose a youth person, we lose a pianist, we lose, so we need to keep the preacher around because we like his wife. Amen. <laughs> I, I realize this, so I, you know, I'm, I'm okay with it now. Uh, and, she, and she darn sure preaches better than I do, that's for sure. Uh, that deal. But yet y'all still pay me to stand here, so here I am. <laughs> so, uh, oh, but relationships. Tammy, yesterday, talk about my beautiful wife. Yesterday, I know Casting Carol Crowns was playing, but, you know, we got to, we're, we're, we're at and packing. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. If it would just come in, if lightning would just strike the house and burn it all up, we'd all be happy. No, so I guess that ain't going to happen. Uh, but so uh, we're at the smalls, you know, going through the drawers and all that other stuff. And uh, so I'm in the trailer or the shed out back, sweating to death. And, did all, yeah, there we go. I'm just I'm staying clear of everybody. Uh, some people says I have an ill attitude. I don't see it, but that's beside the dog's okay with me. Uh, so me and the dog are outside, and so Tammy sends me a text: "Be ready to go at five. We're going to Wild Adventures, Casting Crowns." I'll be honest with you; I really didn't want to go. <laughs> so, Lord, let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. <laughs> of course, the Lord doesn't listen to my prayers. Uh, we get out there, and it's just. Tammy's like, bring chairs? No, it's going to rain. <laughs> I mean, you look at the radar map, and I mean, there's a storm, four-hour storm coming right upon us. Well, we can rent chairs for $5 a piece. That'd be $10. You got $10, yeah. But it's going to rain. It's going to rain. So finally, I just rent these two chairs and put them up. And the rain, it doesn't go around us. It just disappears. It just disappears, but it was a wonderful time. Casting Crowns is one of my uh, favorite Christian bands. I'm not a big follower. I mean, I like songs, but I'm not the one who keeps up the bands. Tammy does that a little better than I do, a lot better than I do. But I sung this song. We talk about relationships. And for our last Sunday here, I told Tammy I was going to use it. I never heard the song until last night. Uh, Nobody, I think is the name of the song. Uh, but here the main lyrics go, the main chorus goes this. And this is what I want for Tammy's and mine and my family's ministry here. I'm living in a world to see nobody but Jesus. I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody all about somebody who saved my soul. Ever since you rescued me, you gave me a heart of a song to sing. I'm living in a world to see Nobody but Jesus. I'm living in a world to see, but nobody but Jesus. And he talks about John the Baptist. Uh, Mark Hall wrote that uh, from there. He talks about John the Baptist. At the right time, when they asked John the Baptist about his ministry, he pointed to Jesus. Don't look at me, look at Jesus. And that's really what we have come to do here, which we're fixing to go do somewhere else, is just be the servants of Christ where we go. The relationships that Gail talked about is possible. The relationship you have with God is possible because of the power of the Holy Spirit.
The relationship that will con con continue to connect us, not Facebook, not texting, not calling, all those other things, is the Holy Spirit. Through texting, through Facebook, when we see a need here, or you see a need with us, and we pray, it is the power of the Holy Spirit that connects us together. And so that's the relationship. It's the Holy Spirit that connects us with God. And, of course, the Holy Spirit is God. The Holy Spirit is living in us. That is God living in us. Not, a lot of people want to break down the Holy Spirit. I'll get, on, I'll get off the ramble section in a minute. A lot of people want to break down the triune God. And you'll ask people, well, when did Jesus show up? Oh, Jesus was born in the manger, not all the day. Well, that's semi-correct. First John tells us that Jesus was always there. Do we see in the Bible, Adam and Eve, we see with Abraham, there's a pre-resurrected Jesus that shows up in different places. And the, you know, that the old, uh, Holy Spirit has always been there. The triune God has always been there. Pentecost is the fulfillment of God unto his people. In Joel chapter 2, it says, And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I shall pour out my Spirit upon the flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy... Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and my men servants and my maidservants I will pour out my spirit in those days. In those days, they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above. That is not our scripture reading today, but that is what Pentecost is about. Since Pentecost, we have been living in the last days. Jesus could come back at any moment. And do my Baptist thing on you real quick. If Jesus come today... Would he take you? Let's move into our scripture real quick here. That's the introduction. Uh, I realize we're going to eat, but, you know, I'm still a little full from last night and stuff. So when I get hungry, we'll stop. All right. When I get hungry, we'll stop. Actually, if that was the case, I'd already have stopped. <laughs> so, uh, when Van shows up with the chicken, we'll stop. There we go. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were, all, they were all with one accord in one place, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as the rushing of mighty wind, and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire, one who sat upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. This is the word of God for the people of God. Holy Spirit, the Pentecost is, if we go back to Leviticus, is the Feast of Weeks. From the Feast of First Fruits to the Feast of Weeks, they were to count 50 days. They actually count them backwards, the whole theory there. They actually count the days back. This is prophecy being fulfilled. This is you sung in the song, uh, The Midnight Cry. We are seeing prophecy fulfilled. This is prophecy fulfilled here. It is the day, the reason they have this day, it is the day in which Moses comes down from the, uh, from the, the mountain with the original, uh, the original Ten Commandments that God carved. If you remember, he has to go back, he has to get another set because he broke that set. Uh, Moses and me might be related to each other because you hand it to me, I may drop it. Tammy packs everything triple tight so when I get it in the trailer, it'll still be in one piece. Uh, so it's probably the same way. So, but there's 40 days. The, the Feast of First Fruits is the day Jesus was raised from the dead. So there's 40 days from there until accession, which was last Sunday when Jesus uh, uh, was ascended back up to heaven. There's 40 days. 
The number 40 in Bible prophecy is a number of preparation. Moses was in the mountain. Jesus was on the on the uh, on the mountain with the devil for 40 days. Everything is 40 days. You see this 40-day thing go there. It's kind of a preparation time. 10 is a 10 of completeness. On 10 days after the day in which Jesus went back to heaven to be at the, sit at the right hand of the Father, the God sends the helper, the comforter, the the promise of the Holy Spirit to come down upon his church. Ten days is complete. The church is complete. There is no more power of the Holy Spirit coming, people. No more power is coming. Every ounce of God and the power of the Holy Spirit sits in this church today. It depends on whether you're going to react with it or not. The Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that raised Lazarus from the dead, that raised a young girl from the dead is here now upon us. The difference is, will we interact with the Holy Spirit or not? Will we gain the power that God has given us through the power of the Holy Spirit? God has given us this gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit. It is actually God has poured himself out into our lives. It's not sealing us, it's not over us, it's not anywhere else. God, the power of the Holy Spirit, when you were baptized in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, He gave Himself and poured Himself into your life. And God lives in you if you claim Christ as your Lord and Savior. And so we have this going on here. The power of the Holy Spirit is here. The power that Jesus had with the Holy Spirit is the same power we have. The church, I believe, when we get to heaven, the one thing that we're going to notice The one thing we're going to have tears is we did not use the power God gave us to our full capacity. We didn't use it to our full capacity. And so we go along there with it. The power of the Holy Spirit, it's a gift from God. We read that last week. It's this gift from God given to us. And 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 8 through 10 is actually further than that. Ephesians has a couple, and I think Philippians, there's a couple Bible books that have it. But here are some of the attributes or some of the gifts that the Holy Spirit was given to us. The Holy Spirit gives us wisdom and knowledge, two different things that are not the same. Uh, Knowledge, uh, I can know all there is to know about something, but if I can't take the knowledge and turn it into action, that's all I have is knowledge. Wisdom is the the know-how to do something. Uh, Whatever you got knowledge on, you got wisdom on it. Faith, I got the faith, unblind faith, knowing that God lives in me and he's leading me. Healing, I got the power of healing, miracles, prophecy, uh, the discerning spirits, and there's a whole bunch of other gifts. We're all given a gift. Each one is given a different gift. The church makes up the body of Christ. The church as a whole. And let me bring this up real quick. The Methodist church, a Lapa Hall church, does not have all the gifts. You know what we need? We need the Baptist church too. We need the church of God. We need glory church. We need the Christians of the community to work together to possess all the gifts. Because you know, in heaven there's not going to be Baptist, Methodist, Church of God, Church of Christ, all those other There's either going to be believers in Jesus, and that's it. There's not going to be anybody else. Either you believed and you gave your heart to Jesus or you didn't make it. There's no second place trophy, there's no third place trophy, there's no fourth place trophy. Either you won the race or you went to hell. There's no cut and dry there, people. There's no safety line. There's no just, you know, as my professors have to do with seminary classes, 
Oh, we'll show him a little grace, and we'll give him, you know, we'll up his grade a little bit. There is none of that with heaven. It's either you believe in God, and you gave your life to God, and you serve God your whole life, or you went to hell. I mean, that's just it. That just cut to the chase. That's where we're at. Jesus gives us, I preached about this last week, Jesus gives every one of us the same gift. There's one gift, all the other gifts. All the other gifts is, and here's what a gift of the Holy Spirit is, being able to do something that you naturally would not have done or could not have done. Me standing up here and preaching to you today or being your pastor, it's a gift of the Holy Spirit. You might not think that, Danny might not think of it, but I think of it that way. But so that's beside the point. Because I would have never no way in my life picked to be a pastor of a church or churches. I like to be I like working on jets, to be honest with you. But here we are today, because it's the power of the Holy Spirit. This is one of the gifts that God has given us. But there's one gift that he's given every believer in Christ. That is the gift of witnessing. The gift of sharing your faith. And somebody's going to say here today, I don't know, uh, I don't know how to do that. I never went to school. I've never really read the Bible a whole lot. I, I just don't know. It's not an excuse. Number one, read your Bible. Number two, God will tell you what to speak to the Holy Spirit. Where were you yesterday in sin? God has forgiven that sin. What does the future look like? How many people, you don't have to raise your hand, have struggled with your marriage, have struggled with your kids, have struggled with your finances, have struggled with life, have struggled with your job, the loss of a job, struggled with your parents, struggled with something, and yet you see the hand of God, the grace of God leading you through it. That's the gift, and that's what we are to share with other people. That's what we are sharing with people. I mentioned in the morning breakfast there was this guy, uh, uh, Richard Page Rivers was his name, and we had this other guy, Bobby Green. They both had cancer. They were more of in church. They both had cancer, and they were going to die of cancer. There was no way. All chemotherapy and radiation treatment was doing was prolonging their life. There was no other way they were going to die of cancer unless a miracle happened. And so they're in the cancer room. You have to go about also hospitals. Some of those you've been there before. The cancer room. They get hooked up to the machines. You know, there's a little TV and they're doing all the things. Well, they're going to be there for several hours. They would bring with them. Now, these are two people dying of cancer. They would bring with them blankets because you've got chemo treatments. You're going to be cold. Uh, they would bring blankets. They would bring Bibles. They'd bring other tracts. Once they were hooked up and the IV was going... They would get up and walk around that room and share the love of Jesus Christ with everyone. God gave them the gift of cancer to save others. They were a witness for Christ in the midst of their troubles. Who does people bring to your life? You know, uh, I struggled real hard. I struggled real hard. I jumped in. Uh, without a whole long story of confession here, <clears> or <throat> living in the shed tonight, I went from being single of no children to married with two children overnight. I mean, literally overnight. And I didn't realize how selfish I was until that day happened. Even though I went to church and everything else, I didn't. Realize, those kids take a lot of money, time, and energy. You know, motorcycles and guns and ham radio and cars didn't take all that much time. They took a lot of money, but not a lot of time. And so. Uh, who does God continue? You know, I really struggled with the blended family. Uh, who does God bring into my life today? I will meet man after man after man after man that's married to a woman with children. Or maybe he has children, he's married to another woman, but they have mixed children together. 
Man, preacher, I am just frustrated. Buddy, I have been where you are at. I have. And let me tell you what. You know how to solve this problem? Serve God. And the rest will work out. Serve God. Use it as a training experience. Serve God. And I have learned a lot with being a blindfold. But those are the people God brings to me. God brings people to me that the, the things I've already been through, the things that you have been through, don't you notice where people seem to show up in your life? That the people show up in your life, the, the, your struggles already? If you had a real rough time in your marriage, what seems to happen after that, once you kind of got the marriage worked out again? It seems like everybody you know is starting to have marriage problems. And you're able to share how God has led you through a difficult time in your marriage. Or maybe finances, or maybe some other time. But God, that's what people God brings. And that is the good news of witness that we are to share. It doesn't need to be the story. Well, when I was 16 years old, I was baptized, and I did this, this, and this, and this. Well, what was that? That was 50 years ago. Well, let's get on with that story. What is God doing in your life today? If Christ lives in you, if Christ lives in you through the power of the Holy Spirit, what is God doing in your life today? What relationships is he building? What is he working on here? One of the major things is, is people, now this is a little different for shut-ins or other people. Oh, I, can tell, I can tell we're almost done. Chicken's here. Uh, uh, all that stuff, I, all, all that stuff goes along there. Uh, now I've lost my track. I've seen the chicken walk in the door and I lost my track. But we're to be a witness for Christ in all that we do. We're to be a witness for Christ. All that, what is God doing in your life today? What is doing in your life today? I wrote this paper recently. Uh, I'll be glad I'm done in the last two classes. Maybe I'll be done writing papers. Maybe I won't. Uh, gifts. <clears throat> Let's talk about the gifts of God real quick. Oh, let me back up. Here's the point I was going to make. How much does it cost you to share your faith with somebody else? I know people, I don't have money. I don't have this. I can't help that person. I can't do this. I, can't. I have heard every excuse, and I have given every excuse. I don't want to be thinking I'm pointing my fingers at you. I'm pointing one, and the rest are pointing at me. I have given every excuse why I can't help somebody. Oh, I don't have the money, I don't have this, I don't have that. How much does it cost to you to share your faith? How much does it cost you to invite somebody to church? How much does it cost to get somebody into relationship? How much did you pay for your salvation? Nothing. It was all free. And God gives us this gift of freedom to share our faith with others. I wrote this paper recently on gifts, gifts. God's grace. God's grace is a gift to us. And the definition of grace is God's kindness or favor of our favor of God has for us by his own choice. God favors you and shows kindness to you because he loves you. That is his choice. Uh, he, he has uh, he has and he willingly gave up Christ for us. He poured out his Holy Spirit upon us, and he continues to pour out his blessing on us. And as we get ready for communion, let me bring up a sidetrack here. As we receive communion, we're going to receive intention. I see we have visitors here today in church. Intention is we're going to give you a piece of bread. We're going to say, this is my body, which is broken for you. You can take the bread, dip in the cup, and you eat it. If you don't want to take communion, you're not pressured to take communion. Every person is welcome to communion. Every person Christ invites to his table, 
This is not the table of the Lapaha. It's not the table of Larry. It's not the table of Tammy. It is not the table of anything except Christ's table. He invites you into a relationship with him. All who love him, who earnestly repent of their sins, uh, and wish to live in peace with one another. If you wish to give to the altar fund, which helps the community, put money in that little tray on the edge of the altar. Back to the sermon. I have my, my program plugged there for all communion while I'm putting the microphone. Christ showed us his favor and his gift upon us because he willingly gave his son. If I call myself a Christian, meaning Christ lives in me through the Holy Spirit, I, as a Christian, number one, must love all people. You cannot call yourself a Christian. Stop it if you are, if you got hatred towards somebody in your life. Seek forgiveness today. Because if you got hatred, now, there's some people you may not like, and I know there's times that I know it's hard to believe with me. Candy may not so much like me, but she loves me. At least the dog loves me. <laughs> I know that much. But when, when there's times when people are irritated, we may not like them, but God says we have to love them. There may be people that's done stuff that we don't like, but we still have to love them. You can't call yourself a Christian if you have racism or any other problems in your life. You just can't call yourself because God comes for the whole world. Every person in the world. We're to love every person. Don't call yourself a Christ Christian if you don't have love for the world. Number two, if I'm going to call myself a Christian, and I'm going to sound like Christ, I must be willing to break myself for others. This is my body, which is broken for you. If I'm going to say I'm a Christian, and Christ lives in me, I must be willing to pour out myself into others' lives. This is the blood of Christ which is poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. If we're going to call ourselves a church of Jesus Christ, that Christ is the head of this church, we must be willing to love others, we must be willing to pour out into other people's lives, that we must be able to willing to break ourselves down so others may live for us. Let us pray. Dear Lord and Heavenly Father, we come together as believers in Christ. We come together as ones that love you. Do we got it perfect? No. But that's why the bread and the juice is here today. Lord, make this bread your body. Make this juice your blood. That as we take it, we're reminded about your love. You didn't look at our financial, you didn't look at our bank accounts, praise the Lord for that one. You didn't look at our color, you didn't look at our neighborhood, you didn't look at all those things when you died for us. The example we are to give to others. Put all the worldly things aside to know each person is made in your image. And we're to love them as you have loved us. So remind us, do this in remembrance of me, remind us, Lord. Through the power of the death and resurrection, that you break your body, pour your blood for us, that we are to live a life similar. We ask you to bless these elements as our gift. And Lord, we ask you this in the power of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. We're going to change up just a hair real quick.
took Danny playing for him. We had Bing to play a song for him. And it's our the last time it was the pastoral family. I always said the pastor and the first lady of the family. We're going to do our last act of serving without trying to cry and serving communion to you and Danny and me come together. Well, I will serve her and we will serve you as you're ready. Everyone is invited to the table. Everyone, no matter if you're a member of the church or not. If you don't want to take or take in the different thing, I understand you need to sit or come up and get a blessing. So can you come on up? She didn't know I was going to do this. I didn't know I was going to do this 10 minutes, but I just thought about it. <coughs> and she sets money on the altar. That is the other example. Tammy, <laughs> the body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ poured out for you for the forgiveness of sins. There we go. That is the last official thing we do in the church is we will serve you communion. As you're ready, come forward.
Richard? Everybody want to say anything real quick before I close with some prayer. I'm going to say something real quick. Yeah, I'd love to say that uh, my heart is broken. Oh, y'all leaving. Y'all have a plan for it. And uh, I can't say what I want to say. You know, uh, you know who's going to be in church next Sunday? You know who's going to be in church next Sunday? You are. But who else? Who's going to be the main person here next Sunday? Amen. God. Doesn't matter the best to nobody. But nobody's in the pulpit. I was a nobody. The white's going to be a nobody. The next person after him is a nobody. The main purpose of coming here together is to worship Jesus. Forgive us but never forget Christ. Amen. I'm going to bless the food and bless the rest of the afternoon together. Uh, truly, we have loved you. We will always love you with social media. We'll say, you know, we're moving away, but we're not moving away. We're just moving. We're not. Somebody, uh, somebody come up with a real cheap house. We will be here during the week, and hopefully that'll be our retirement home. We really, we have, this is why it's hard for me, because I have really fell in love with the community the last time. And uh, so I'll, I'll be excited. We, we worked out a five and six year retirement plan. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm here in five years, I'll be a pastor. Learn to love me. <laughs> that was it. Maybe Tammy can be the main pastor. I just ride a motorcycle around the circus on Sunday. But so let us go to the Lord's Prayer. Dear Lord, I have any It may be this chapter in our lives and through lives together. That is being closed. And tomorrow, next Sunday, there'll be a new chapter. There'll be a new pastor. There'll be people, visitors, and people coming and going. But yet, you are the head of this church. You will still be here. So let everybody come back next Sunday, not to see the new pastor, but to be in relationship with you. Not to, for the reason I hope nobody come here because of us. I hope you come because you come to follow Christ. And Lord, as we go down the road, the Lord continue to bless us. But Lord, today, let this day by fellowship bring honor to you. Bless the food, bless the hands prepared, bless those who have brought it, Lord. And Lord, let us be blessed by fellowship with you. And Lord, we, we will be missed and we will miss these people. But yet, Lord, we're only just a stone's throw away. We can always be back. And Lord, we ask you all these blessings that you have bestowed upon us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Hold on real quick. We lost a couple people. This is for the last time for Lee Street Curley. This is also for Weston. He started it. With great excitement, the whole church said, Amen! There we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, they're still probably getting it ready.